This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. I've been waiting for you, Obi-Wan. We meet again at last. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Only a master of evil, God. Your powers are weak, old man. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. There in the ground, his body lay. Light of the world by darkness light. Obi-Wan effect today on the <laughs> the Obi-Wan effect today on the Christian Car Guy show. You can't win, Darth. Think about it. If you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can imagine. What? Did Hollywood steal the theme of the greatest story ever told? Yes, they did. And they by sure the way, did. if you want to tell a great story, you need your power to come from the gospel. And here we got it. So here's a question for those Star Wars lovers out there. I don't know if you've ever pondered, but here's a chance to make your ponderer soar for a second. Um, why did Obi-Wan Kenobi wait? And In other words, we know that what he's going to do is actually give up his life. If you remember the scene, he holds his, his lightsaber up and he almost looks like he's praying and then he disappears before Darth Vader swings and misses. Okay? Yep. yep. And why did he wait until young Luke entered into the bay before he did that? In other words, he fought with Darth for a minute, and then he did that. And I would submit to you, he was teaching Luke the lesson that Jesus would teach all of us, that essentially, right, if you're going to be my disciple, what do you got to do? Take up your cross, right? Deny yourself and follow me. And, and, and do you think possibly, and, and those of us who follow Star Wars at some point in time, does not Luke do the same exact thing, and he becomes more powerful than you could ever imagine? Sure it, it, it's, it's as simple as that. So the reason I bring all that up, Scott, is like, man, what I discovered this, or 
what God showed me, I won't say I discovered it. <laughs> it's like sometimes I think he beats me on the head like, hello, McFly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I, you know, what an amazing thing to be able to pray the 119th Psalm. And we know that or I've talked about before that I memorized it two years ago. And yeah. so for a long time now, many, many times a week, I, since I can quote it, I, I pray it, which is just a spectacular thing to do. But I've always wondered, because the whole thing is a theme. There are eight verses on every letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And so I have it memorized by those letters so that I, I essentially am understanding the letters as I'm speaking each of the verse of that letter. It's really helpful to me. And so one of the things you can't help but ask yourself, because it's repeated time and time and time again, is what does David mean when he writes out the word statutes? What does David mean when he writes out the word precepts? What does David mean when he writes out the word testimonies? Because again, all these verses are connected to these words. The word ways or path is Derek in Hebrew. And what does he mean when he says the path or the way? What does he mean <laughs> when he says judgments, right? All these words are repeated over and over and over again. You know what I figured out this, this week or what God showed me, Scott McFly? Hello? Yeah, said they're all synonyms for the rules and laws. No, they're actually all the cross. They are all synonyms for rules and laws and whatever, but what they really are, what they really, really are is take up your cross and follow me. Be because that therein is a commandment, clearly Jesus gave us that as that. It's a testimony because what's the greatest story ever told, right? Absolutely. It, it, it's the way because, oh, it, it is the path that, that if you're going to go to, so if you want some fun this week, and I wouldn't deny you of it, it's just, just to go through the 119th Psalm. And every time you hear one of those words, precepts, con, you know, think about what that commandment is to take up your cross and follow him. So part of today's show, I want to think about that. And I'm going to go through a few verses, 119 Psalm with you so we can enjoy that. But also it's a Jesus labor love week here at the Christian car guy show. So we got Scott with us and we got some Jesus labor love participants calling in, right, Scott? Absolutely. And we also have a very special, we have a new resource at christiancarguy.com called Christ cars and coffee. And a wonderful ministry out in California has joined with us to create this resource nationwide for people. And um, there's a new page at christiancarguy.com, Christ Cars and Coffee. And they uh, are going to join us in the second segment. And then in the last segment, oh my goodness, guess what? The 33rd episode of A Plymouth <laughs> Progress with Christian Car Guy Theater because Christian, my producer, actually got his lines in. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I actually mixed it. So it's here. And very interestingly, as you listen to this episode, I, 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 I can't help but note, think about how nice it would have been if these particular disciples that are trying to be disciples would actually figure it out that if they would deny themselves and take up their cross, they could then follow him. But based on the way they're trying to do it, um, it's going to be a difficult thing to listen to. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's coming up at the end of the show. And um, we have Latoya Briggs with us, who is one of, in fact, I talked to Latoya this week yep. on the phone. So, Latoya, you are on the Christian Car Guy Show. Latoya. Good morning. I'm so glad you called in. How are yeah. you doing? When I talked to you yesterday, it was, things were tough. Did you, were you able to get anything done uh, on your car? 
no, I scheduled an appointment. Um, they said that the earliest they could get me in was Friday. So, so I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> well, I am so grateful you called into the show today. How? What? What would you like to share? Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Um, <laughs> I know it's just everything for me has just flipped upside down since 2015, and I have tried to to stay positive through everything that I've been through, but it has been hard. Like, there's been so many times where I just wanted to say forget it and just give up, but I knew that that wasn't what I was supposed to do, and I knew that God kept me here for a reason. Just trying to figure out what that reason was has just been hard. Wow, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I, I sacrificed everything for, you know, two of my children, and that basically I left me with nothing. I lost everything. Um, I had moved away. I was doing really good, and I had moved away to the beach, was working from home there, and then one of my friends there called me to lose my job. I had to move back here. I had nowhere to go. So I spent about a year and a half living in my car. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been pretty intense. I've been on and off homeless since 2015 now. Yeah, I know. But I'm determined to try to get back on my feet and get something done. Well, let's pray. I, you know, I know that God has something for you in all this, and we know that it seems overwhelming. What's going on with your car seems overwhelming. Um and, and yeah. it sounds like a lot. So, uh, Bobby, uh, can... can I interject? I, I did speak with uh, Latoya briefly yesterday, and she's got a lot of good things going. She does have a job that, yeah. Um, yeah. and she can provide. And her car is fairly new, and it's it's definitely worth fixing. Um, yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but she's from Zebulon, yeah, which I is can... biblical. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the twelve yeah, tribes of uh, Israel. Yeah, it sure is. She's got a lot going for her, and, and she's got such a spirit to work. Um, and yeah. I know everything's going to work out for you. Let's let's pray for her. Yeah. All right. So, Lord, thank you okay. so much for Latoya, and I thank you for her courage to reach out and ask for help. Her phone calls to me yesterday and to Scott, and Lord, we know that you are there for her. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would. I make a way where there doesn't seem to be one right now, um, both for her car, but mostly for her life, and that, that she would see you in more and beautiful ways moving forward. Again, we thank you so much that we've got this ministry where we could talk to her. We thank you for a chance to help and pray with her. All of us that are praying right now, in Jesus' name I pray. You Amen. hang in there. We'll be right back, Amen. like with Mike at Mooney and Christ Cars and Coffee and so much, so stay God with bless us. bless you, Latoya. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Light of the world by darkness light, then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. Since God. 
today. Obi, the Obi-Wan effect of taking up your cross and following Jesus on the Christian Car Guy show. And how fun, as mentioned in the beginning of the show, we have a new page up at christiancarguy.com called Christ Cars and Coffee. And actually the founder of that ministry and, and new resource here with the Christian Car Guy show is Mike Mooney. And he is there actually at a Christ Cars and Coffee thing that's going to start here this morning. And, and you got a partner with you, right, Mike? Good morning, Bobby. Good morning. My good friend, Marty Haynes. Good morning. Hello, Marty. It's good Hi to hear you. from you, too. So you guys are, are, are loading up. You got some guys coming in. Uh, yeah, we um, typically have about 30 to 35 guys that come on a Saturday morning. And, and so um, from your standpoint, what, you know, what will those guys enjoy when they get there? Besides, obviously, uh, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really, especially here in the morning. So, um, I started this minute four and a half years, and uh, we saw a need for fellowship and the love of person. So, we typically start the meeting with prayer, breakfast. Uh, we do some worship, and uh, and we do a message, and then we talk about cars. And usually, there's probably about fifteen cars there each Saturday that we meet, and then we dismiss. It's not like your typical car show where you're there all day long. Uh, we we meet at seven thirty, and we dismiss around nine. And how how often do you do that, Mike? About every uh, six weeks on our current schedule, uh, Marty and I are both grandfathers and we've got grandkids and a lot of other uh, activities that we that we do, uh, ministries that we're involved in. So we, we meet pretty much every six weeks on a Saturday morning. And you guys actually meet in, the, in your garage, right? Yeah, we've met uh, in our shop. Um, sometimes we'll meet in a park. And uh, sometimes we'll co-sponsor, for example, a, uh, a church car show. Sounds like a lot of fun, Mike. So I have to tell this story, Mike, with you and 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 Marty. And, and Marty, I take it you're a car guy as well. Oh yeah, I've been one long time. Still got the high school car that I drove in high school fifty wow. years ago. Six Fairlane GT, and Mike's got a beautiful GTO. Uh, yeah. Mike brushed over. We do some worship, but. Mike is an amazing musician and guitar player, and mm. uh, he leads our songs and has a printed song sheet, and it's just wonderful to praise the Lord that way when we gather. Uh, of course, a lot of these guys are just singing, but uh, we, 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 we get it going pretty good. That is so awesome. Well, I thought you guys and probably Scott and several other will enjoy this story. So if you're Robbie Dillmore and you're the Christian car guy, you know, you have to, you have to kind of live up to that at certain times, like... Even though I sold cars, I was at one time a service manager. Working on cars was never anything I really did all that much. I worked at the parts department for years, and I know a lot about them, but necessarily just turning wrenches and stuff like that wasn't anything that I ever did. But I always felt like, you know, I really need to know how to do this stuff. So I have a 2003 Toyota Camry, and the check engine light came on. And so I went and I checked the codes, and I was like, man, I got to put in an upstream and a downstream oxygen sensor. 
And I'm like, well, I'm the Christian car guy, man. Maybe I can do that. <laughs> so I watched, I honestly, you guys, this is comical. I, I watched all the YouTube videos on what you needed to do. And, and then I ordered the parts on Amazon, you know, quite the value compared to, you know, buying them at advanced auto parts or whatever. So I thought, okay. <laughs> and, and so like, man, I go to take, the upstream went off because I think it's going to be the easiest, right? And, right? and I have all the tools and I think I'm ready, right? But in the midst of that, in order to, they have a heat shield over the top of the crazy thing. And in order to take that off, there's this one bolt that just will absolutely not like, man, so I have to find this great big long pipe to stick over the... <laughs> <laughs> if you could have seen this scene, it was just like, oh my gosh. So I finally, after much trouble, get this oxygen sensor in there and it won't plug in. And I, I'm trying to plug it in, plug it in, plug it in, plug it in, it won't plug in. So then I'm like, I wonder if I put the upstream where the downstream was supposed to. <laughs> so I took the other oxygen sensor that I had in the box and I went, oh, look, this one plugs right in. Uh-oh. <laughs> so then I had to take right? I put back all these parts with my long pipe and all this stuff, had to do all that stuff, put it back. And then I thought, okay, now I'm going to do the hard one, which is the downstream because it's hotter down there in the catalytic converter and the, and the parts stick more, right? Right. So I get down there and I pull and I jerk and I do everything in the world I can until my oxygen sensor wrench just starts to turn without actually turning the oxygen sensor. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to have to stripped it out, get a real, no, I just kind of messed up the wrench. The the part wasn't stripped. And so I, I, I was like, man, Sunday, I worked on this all Saturday afternoon until it was dark. And I said, well, <laughs> Sunday, I got to go get me a man wrench. <laughs> and opened in, you know, 22 millimeter. I found it at Advance Auto Parts. This thing was about, you know, 30 inches long. I was like, honey, I'm going to get me a man wrench. <laughs> so I get this wrench. You guys are probably enjoying this at this point in time. And I get under the car Sunday afternoon and I push and I push and I push and I can't, still can't turn it loose. And so I get down there with my legs, right? Until my feet hurt because I'm putting so much pressure on this thing and it finally budges about a half an inch. And I think, all right, I finally broke it loose, right? And then I thought, wait a minute, if I moved it at a half an inch, it should have broke free. So I went, I was pushing it when I should have been pulling it <laughs> because, you know, upside down and backwards under the car, righty loose, righty tidy was lefty Lucy, I'm afraid. And, and I was like, oh, and I grabbed hold of that wrench and pulled the other way. And that thing just went whoop, came right out. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, oh, wonderful. And you think the story's over, but it's not, it's not even like, man. So you guys can, can you stay with me in another segment to hear the rest of this? Be happy to. Sure. Uh, All right. I know you're enjoying this because you may have experienced something like it in your life. And you just go, that's the Christian car guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife, she gets the biggest kick out of my escapade. So we'll be right back with a lot more Christian car guy. You're listening to the Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Why are the world by darkness light? Then bursting forth in glorious day. Up from the grave he rose again.
effect of you can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can imagine. In other words, take up your cross and follow Christ. I can assure you, just like Obi-Wan, you know, if Darth Vader swings at you and you've died, he's going to (laughs) miss. I love that idea. So we are so excited today to have with us Mike Mooney and his and his friend Marty. They are with Christ Cars and Coffee. They are down there in, are you guys in San Diego, California? Well, we're in California. I'm still lost. Oh, you're, you're, you're in the auto plug where they have the Winter Nationals in Pomona, just right around the corner. It's really exciting. That is, that is. And so Wine we left country. our hero. I, I, I thought I was going to put my downstream oxygen sensor in, and guess what? It wouldn't plug in either. So I'm going to make this really short. So I went and bought one at the Advance Auto for $80. And guess what? It didn't have a plug. So then I had to play wire the plug into the clip, which wasn't that fun. That took another hour. <laughs> and naturally, the instructions... Did not have the toy. It had a it had a Mazda. It had a Zuzu. It had everybody's wiring diagram, but not a Toyota. So I had to go on YouTube, find a Toyota, what the color wires were to match up with the wires in the clip, and all. Man, it was just so. And eventually, I'm proud to say that I installed my downstream. And guess what? It worked. I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. So, you know, those of you who struggle with your repairs. I just, I just want you to relate that me too. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, I may know what those parts are and I kind of know what they do and all that stuff, but it, 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 it isn't easy. And, and sometimes, you know, it might be better to take up your cross. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I guess you guys talk about stuff like that at Christ cars and coffee, right, Mike? Well, one thing I said before the break, Robbie was that that's why we work on full cars, not cars with oxygen. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're just, they run, and uh, you know we talk a lot about um, a lot about the gospel. We hear all about sharing and fellowship. And Acts two forty two is is our our favorite scripture, and that's the one we use to base our ministry on. And that's that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So we study the word, the fellowship, and to breaking of bread and to prayer. And really, that's that's our focus on our, our Saturday morning meetings. We know that not every car owner out there goes to church. We also know that um, a fellowship with other brothers is really important. And so if you're listening across the country, uh, Marty and I started this real simple. And um, I think there's some information probably on your website about uh, Christ Cars and Coffee. We would encourage any who's even remote. There's a guy in North Carolina, not too far from you, in Garysburg, that doesn't even own a car. and He's uh, decided to start a Christ Cars and Coffee and uh, to meet regularly. So, Yeah, however you want to do that. We definitely want to, and we would encourage you to, to reach out to us. We'll, you know, if you, or you can reach out to Mike. His information's all there at Christ Cars and Coffee as well. And we very much want to be a resource, help get word out in your community. Whatever we need to do to help... Right. Because, you know, it's like a fire. It spreads two by two by two by two. And, and you know, this has started now. And, and so we want to sustain it in any way that we can. And one of the ways that you can sustain that wherever you are today is by the very thing that Mike mentioned by prayer. Right. 
And so what do you say, Scott? Well, let's pray right now. Yes. So, Lord, thank you for this ministry. I thank you for Mike. I thank you for Marty. I pray for their meeting today. But I also pray that like the letter Shin, that this starts a fire for guys that have this platform. They love cars or women that love cars and that they will use that platform to engage other people with like minds to uh, spread the gospel and devote themselves to, just like Mike said, to um, the breaking of bread and prayer and fellowship, uh, especially in reading your word. And then we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You're awesome. I appreciate Thanks, you being Mike. with us today. Yeah. You yeah, got... you guys are doing a great work out there. Marty has a scripture he wants to share with you. I think that relates to your story. Yeah, Robbie, it's uh, Psalm 27. It uh, says, uh, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. So, <laughs> Thanks, Marty. <laughs> that was good. That's all I had. Toyotas bring their oxygen. There you go. I, that chariot was just not hanging in there, buddy. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Marty. God bless. You guys have a great meeting. Right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Have a great all right, we got Wendy. She's been hanging on forever. Morning, I'm so Wendy. grateful. Wendy is Thank one of our Jesus, patience. one of our Jesus Labor Love participants. Wendy, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Wendy. So, what have you got for Thank us? You well, I just wanted to um, come on and say thank you. First of all, I'm a single mom, and uh, you guys have been in touch with me and added me to your list to say that um, if a car gets do- easily donated, I might be able to be the recipient of that. And I just wanted to say how much I appreciate that. I also love that you guys are pointing people to Jesus and, um, you know, being a blessing by pointing people to Jesus. Wow, yeah, you bring up a huge point, and we we have quite a waiting list, don't we, Scott, of people that are right there where Wendy is. And and so, you know, if you, obviously, number one, we can all pray for that very need, right, that we need cars. But if you you know somebody or you are somebody that has a car and, and... you know, you may think, well, the air conditioner doesn't work. This wouldn't be any good for you. You might be surprised at the people that would be blessed by, you know, your car. And we got people to help us repair those cars. Yeah. And, and so, again, at ChristianCarGuy.com, there's a donate your car button. There's a donate money button. There's a, you know, join the team button. Anything that, that you want to get involved with, as God puts that on your yeah. heart, like, wow, folks like Wendy and so many out there need them, right, Scott? Yeah, well, actually, the list has fallen off a little bit because uh, a few of the people's needs have been met through their family and church and stuff. So stay encouraged, Wendy. It's actually, um, we just haven't gotten any cars lately. But I think there's just two in front of you right now. That's wonderful. And, 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 and Scott tells me you have a little radio background. Oh, just a little bit, a long time ago. I did, yep. <laughs> really you enjoyed speak it. well. I miss it. What did you do? You. What did you do on the radio? Well, I was hired to do traffic and um, some of their accounting, but I did a little in the studio on the side, some commercials. How fun. Yeah. And for those who are not in radio, somebody that does traffic is not the traffic guy necessarily sitting over there. Yeah. <laughs> that every right. single every single one of those commercials is considered to be traffic and they have to wow, it takes a genius 
We have a lady named Melanie that does traffic for us here at, at the Truth Network. And if it weren't for her, none of our stuff would be on. And believe me, she's a genius. We couldn't do it without her. And so my hat's off to you. If you could, that that's hard work and very stressful, isn't it? It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I like when everything ran smoothly, you know, when you got to hear it and it all just kind of flowed together. It was amazing. So it was a blessing. Any job is a blessing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, let's pray with you, Wendy, real quick that that the Lord will provide a car. Lord, thank you so much for Wendy. I thank you for her courage to call in today to the show. I know that that's not so easy. I thank you for the blessing of work that you've given her. And I pray that you would provide a car, that you'd put it on somebody's heart that like, wow, um, you know, this would be such a blessing. And so we pray that you would just meet this need. We know that you're going to meet it uh, as you always do. We, we pray your love on Wendy. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks for calling in. We're so thank grateful. You guys, and thank you. God bless all, right. you all your listeners. All right. God bless. Thank you so much. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. So, again, we want to mention that coming up in the last segment is... The Christian Car Guy Theater, episode 33. And as you're listening to this show, think about how wonderful it would be if these three, four guys that are talking, their um, Mustang money love is, is one sitting over here right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> if they would deny themselves and take up their cross, like, wow. So just to look at some of the verses, the 119th Psalm, the very first verse, the 119th Psalm, which is, like, oh my goodness, the first thing it says is, blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord, okay? And so when you think of that word blessed, that word by itself means somebody that's making progress in the path. Well, let me tell you how to make progress in the path. Take up your cross. It's the Obi-Wan effect. Take up your cross. He can't hit a dead man. I'm telling you, Darth Vader, he, he'll swing and he'll miss every time. If you just uh, take a lesson from old Obi-Wan. And thank you so much for listening again. Christian Car Guy Theater coming up. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Christian Guy Theater. With today's episode, a Plymouth Progress, episode 33. Now, Jimmy saw in his dream that Plymouth Valiant and Horizon Hopeful drove ahead of Buick Bayens. They left him behind as they kept their distance in front of him. But Horizon Hopeful looked back and saw three sedans following Buick Bayens. And behold, as they drove up next to him, Buick Bayans allowed them to pass in honor of them, and they also gave him a compliment. The sedan's names were Hummer Hold the World, Mustang Money Love, and Suburban Save All, sedans that Buick Bayans had formerly been acquainted with, for in their youth they were schoolfellows and taught by one Gremlin Greipman, a schoolmaster in Lovegain, which is a market town in the county of Coveting in the north. This schoolmaster taught them the art of getting getting either by violence, trickery, flattering, lying, or by putting on a guise of religion. And these four sedans had attained much of the art of their master, so they could each of them have taught in such schools themselves. When each of them saluted one another, Mustang Moneylove asked the others about Valiant and Hopeful, who were yet within view ahead of them. Who are they upon the road before us? 
they are a couple of far country sedans that, after their mode, are going on Plymouthage. Alas, why did they not stay? That we might have had their good company. For they, and we, and you, sir, I hope, are all going on Plymouthage. We are so, indeed. But the sedans before us are so rigid and love so much their own notions and do also so lightly esteem the opinions of others. Even if a sedan be ever so godly, yet if he jumps not with them in all things, they thrust him quite out of their company. That is bad. But we read of some that think of themselves as so righteous and such sedan's rigidness causes them to judge and condemn all others but themselves. But I pray, what and how many were the things wherein you differed from them? Why they, after their hoodstrong manner, conclude that it is their duty to rush on their journey regardless of the weather, however rough it may be. And I am for waiting for wind and tide. They are for risking everything for God. And I am for taking all advantages to secure my life and estate in order to be safe. They are for holding on to what they believe though all other sedans might be against them. But I am for religion, in what as so far as the times and my safety will bear it. They are for religion when in rags and contempt. But I am for him when he walks in his silver slippers, in the sunshine, and with a pause. Aye, and hold you there still, good Buick Bayans. For my part, I can count him but a fool that having the liberty to keep what he has shall be so unwise as to lose it. Let us be wise as serpents. It is best to make hay while the sun shines, huh? <laughs> you see how the bee lies still in winter, and the bee bestirs herself only when she can have profit with pleasure, huh? God sometimes sends rain and sometimes sunshine. If they be such fools as to go through the first, yet let us be content to take the fair weather along with us. For my part, I like that religion best that will stand with the security of God's good blessings to us. Since God has given us the good things of this life, isn't it reasonable to think that he desires that we keep them for his sake? Abraham and Solomon grew rich in religion, and Javelin Job says that a good sedan shall lay up gold as dust. So he must not have had in mind the sedans who are before us, if they are as you have described them. I think that we are all agreed in this matter, and therefore there needs to be no more words about it. No, there needs no more words about this matter. Indeed, for he that believes neither scripture nor reason. And you see, we have both on our side. Neither knows his own liberty, nor seeks his own safety. My brethren, we are, as you see, all of us going on pilgrimage. So, to help pass the time, I would like to propose a question to you. 
Suppose a variety of sedans and other vehicles should have the opportunity to get a blessing and improve his station in life by becoming extremely zealous in some point of religion. Let's suppose that this religious point is something about which he really has no particular interest. But by appearing that he is interested, he can gain something, either financial or otherwise. The question I put to you is this. Can he pretend to be interested and remain an upstanding, honest sedan? I see what your question is getting at. And with these gentle sedans, good leave, I will endeavor to give you an answer. And first, to speak to your question as it concerneth a minister himself. Suppose a minister, a worthy sedan, possessed a very small state. But he has a desire to increase in wealth and influence. Suppose that he sees an opportunity for achieving this goal by becoming more studious, preaching more frequently and zealously. And when the congregation demands that he should deny some of his principles, he does it for my part. I see no reason why a sedan shouldn't do this, and a lot more if needed while still remaining an honest sedan. And here are the reasons why. One, his desire of a greater benefit is lawful. This cannot be contradicted, since it is set before him by providence. He should take advantage of the opportunity without questioning his conscience. Two, besides his desire, after that benefit makes him more studious, a more zealous preacher, and so makes him a better sedan. Yay makes him better to improve his parts, which is according to the mind of God. 3. Now as for modifying his views and principles to make himself more acceptable to his congregation, this says three good things about this attack. It shows that he is of a self-denying temperament, of a sweet and winning disposition, and thus more fit for ministerial duties. 4. I conclude, then, that a minister who changes a small thing for a great thing should not be judged as covetous for doing that, but rather, since his decision results in self-improvement and industry, he should be commended as one who pursues his call, and the opportunity should be seen as something that will help him to do good. Valiant and Hopeful could barely hold their tongues with all this riffraff, and they went through a mud puddle. Hopeful just happened to spin his tires, throwing a good dousing of muddy water on the fatiguing foursome. And now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. Uh-huh. Randy, these guys remind me of bread-baking friends, always needing more, especially needing dough. <laughs> yeah, Daddy, you know, boy, oh boy, that Buick guy, uh, I mean... He sure is a stinker. <laughs> it seems like he's got his own agenda. And he didn't want to hear about God's agenda. <laughs> so I think they'll be parting ways. You know, Daddy, there's a saying by Benjamin Franklin when he said, Trouble knocked at the door, but hearing laughter hurried away. <laughs> but I changed it to Buick knocked at the door, but hearing truth 
hurry away. That's my Randy Radiator. <laughs> Yours truly, Daddy. <laughs> Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. This is the Truth Network. <laughs>